Welcome to The Talk at Revolution, where each week we explore what it looks like to find Jesus and live like Him in a practical way. At Revolution Community Church, we know that we are better together. Each week, we look to celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church, community, and beyond. If you'd like to connect with Revolution or take a next step, please visit us at revolutioncc.org or at our Logansport, Indiana campus, located at 3930 East Market Street. Now, we hope you are encouraged and challenged by this talk. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. Even while we were with you, we warned you that the troubles would soon come, and they did, as well you know. That is why, when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. So we are going to finish up this two-week little mini-series we uh, started last week called Unshaken. Uh, just a, a, few, a few things to, to share before we kind of dive in. Uh, first, we apologize for those at the physical campus that have tried to use the restroom. It's freezing in there, we know. The, the furnace is not working in that little wing of the building. So ladies, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. But uh, so if you wanna hold it until you get home, it'll be a little, little bit warmer. Um, or Home Depot has some warm bathrooms, I've heard. So, uh, and then one other thing, I just wanna thank everyone uh, today. We, we put a video out yesterday morning um, that just told some story in regards to revolution and kind of how this, this COVID-19 virus has impacted our church in the last few weeks, and um, you heard some very specific stories that came out of that, and, and we, we put a mask requirement out through that video, and so we, I just want to thank those that, that wore a mask today, and let's, uh, th there's mask when you come in, if you didn't see that video, we understand, and we, there's mask when you come in or at the, uh, the um, cafe, so it, and we encourage you to wear them in all common areas when you come in here, we feel like there's distancing where you, you can take them off if you're in the space, but um, if you if you did not get that video or you're not getting communication with Revolution, uh, that would be because you haven't connected with us. So a simple next step you can take, and I don't know if the guys could put this on the screen right now or not. If not, I'll just say it. You can text the word connect right now. You, like, you could grab your smartphone. If you're watching online, you can grab that smartphone right now. It's so easy. And you just text the word connect. Just grab it real quick. Grab the smartphone if you're watching online, if you're in the room. Text the word connect. Right now, do it. Everybody's doing it. If you haven't connected, 574-498-2233. 
There's, so, there's really important things beyond Sunday that are coming through these text messages we send out, through email. So if you text 574-498-2233, text the word connect, we can connect more with you in those, those ways. So I'm getting a big ring up here. I don't know if you're hearing that or not, John, but... Uh, and then one other housekeeping thing. I said that I was going to make some Christmas announcements today. I have to break that promise. The Christmas announcements will be coming uh, this week through social media and then next weekend uh, after we celebrate Thanksgiving. So we'll, we'll get Thanksgiving, uh, not out of the way because Thanksgiving's awesome, but we're going to have Thanksgiving and then we'll, the Christmas uh, announcements will be coming. And uh, by the way, hey, uh, on social media, one other thing too, we have an Instagram account now. If you search Logan Sport RCC, if you're not connected, if you're not following that, get with the program, people. Come on. So uh, check that out this week, too. So let me, let me pray for us as we dive into the second and final week of this. God, so much going on. And um, I, I'm sure people are watching right now from their car or, or listening from their car or kitchen or living room or maybe someone's just tuned in for the first time. So I pray that uh, kind of the distractions of the world, the week, would, uh, would be removed just for a few minutes as we dive into some truth today. Pray for us in the room that no matter what we walked in with, that we could put that over to the side so we can just uh, has a, have a laser focus on you right now and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so last week we talked about the foundation of an unshaken life, and I want you to yell it out if you remember it in just a second. So, but first, for those watching online, I would love for you, if you remember the foundation, those three words, put it in the comments right now on the live stream. I'm going to give a shout out or maybe multiple shout outs in just a minute. So if you remember those three foundational blocks, put that right now in the comments. Uh, who, in the, who, who in the room remembers those three things? Just yell it out if you remember it. Faith, love, and hope. Faith, hope, and love. Yes, you're both correct. There's no specific order. So yeah, this is, these are the three foundational building blocks or foundational cornerstones that we build our lives on. Faith, faith, hope, and love. There's nothing that can substitute these three things, right? As we talked about last week, faith, hope, and love is the foundation of an unshaken life. And we saw that within this church. We looked at the story of this church in the city of Thessalonica. We, we read 1 Thessalonians this week as a church. Let's just find out who read the book of 1 Thessalonians this week. Raise your hand. I'm loud and proud. Okay, awesome. Way to go. So uh, we found out that th this is what Paul says right in the middle of the first letter. He says, the, the reason you're living an unshaken life, the reason this church is unshaken is these three foundations cornerstones, faith, hope, and love. So this week is 2 Thessalonians, three chapters you finish up before Thanksgiving if you read with us, and there's videos at 7 p.m. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week that we'll dive deeper into the chapter in our Facebook group. And we, we explain these three words just a little bit to help us evaluate. So, so we can kind of evaluate, am I really building my life on this, or has some other thing crept into the foundation? And so here, here's the simple definition we gave to the words. Faith is believing. It's, it's a belief in Jesus. It's, it's believing that Jesus is who he said he is. It's believing that nothing is better or bigger than Jesus, that everything works for the good because of Jesus. So faith is believing. Hope is expecting. It's that faith extended into the future, we said. It's believing. It's looking into the future and saying, that's going to be better than now because of Jesus. The future is going to be better than the past because of Jesus. Hope is expecting, and then love is living. 
It's acting on our faith and hope, right? It's, it's, it's walking it out. It's, it's actions and words that show these, these, that faith and hope is part of our life. And, and I ended last week by knocking the Jenga stack over, if you remember, or if you tuned in. Knocked the Jenga stack over and I said, so much of what we stack on top of faith, hope, and love, so many things in life is unstable. Like it's, it's not, it does not, and the, the problem we run into is when we try to put something that's simply a building block into the foundation. Nothing can substitute these things. You can't put a career here. You know, we found that out in Rick's story. You, you can't put money here, a relationship here, a political ideology, you know, whatever, like everything else is unstable. The foundation must be faith, hope, and love. So much of what we stack on top of it is unstable, but there are some building blocks that we find out in these two letters, that if we, can, if we can stack these on top of a foundation of faith, hope, and love, can bring some more stability to our lives. And I would say, as I read the, the books a couple times this week, there's probably 50 or more building blocks that Paul kind of talks through in these letters, uh, but there's like seven or eight really big ones that he repeats. I'm gonna give us four, okay? So these are building blocks for how to live unshaken in times of trouble. Four building blocks, and in this first one, I'm gonna spend the majority of our time on the first one because I think this might be the most important so here's the first building block building block number one an eternal perspective this is a really solid building block to stack on top of our foundation oh by the way I didn't give any shout outs let me check the live stream real quick I could give a shout out if somebody got faith hope and love right on the live stream and I'm not real tech savvy so let me see if I can get this quickly oh, come on now Come on, you gotta be able to find this quick. There we, okay, right there, it's right there. So if I click on that, okay, comments, boom. Okay, my wife Shauna Cazello said it. Thank you, Shauna. Uh, Kayla Gano, Sandy Brotbeck, Dalton McGuire. Thank you guys for listening in last week and giving it. So there's some shout outs there for that. All right, so building block number one, an eternal perspective. This is such a solid building block. And, and so let me just start with uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, where Paul talks about this a little. He says, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. So he called you to salvation, Jesus called you to salvation when we told you the good news so now you can share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this, he's saying this church accepted the truth of the gospel, the good news, the message of Jesus, so now, now they have the promise of sharing in his glory. In, in the midst of the troubles this church was going through, Paul called them to have an eternal perspective as a building block in their life. And here's another way we see this eternal perspective come out in the letters. Nearly one-third of these two letters, and, and if you read 1 Thessalonians this week, you would, you would have discovered this, nearly a third of the letters is focused around the second coming of Jesus, where Jesus comes back to take us home, to take the church home. He calls them to that eternal perspective through you know, that, that where Jesus comes back. And it, we, we see it in 1 Thessalonians chapter one at the beginning. He says, and they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. 
So Paul's like, you have something to look forward to with the return of Jesus. You have an eternal hope, like because you've been rescued from judgment by the one that beat death itself, Jesus Christ. Like you don't have to be shaken. You don't have to be shaken by the troubles you're going through because the troubles are temporary. You have something eternal to look forward to. You have an eternal hope. Focus your perspective there. Look forward to that. Like troubles are temporary, but Jesus is coming soon, he says. Troubles are temporary, but eternity is a reality. Eternity is real. It's gonna, you're gonna live forever. Focus there. You know, I, I think one of the reasons we're so shaken by things in this temporary world is because like, we, we just have such short-term thinking. We're so focused on just the here and now. We have here and now only thinking. And we're just so dang impatient. You know, here's a great test to see how well you do with patience. This is a test that I do on my kids as well. How long can you watch a YouTube video when it's buffering? Like how long can you stand it when you see the Revolution logo go in circles on a screen before you throw the phone or like forget it? My kids, like, it's about a half second. Like oh, it's, uh, you know, and they get so that's a good indicator of, of our patience. We're we're just so impatient. We we don't even understand the concept of delayed gratification in regards to this life, let alone delaying gratification into the next, into eternity. Like having an, an eternal perspective. And, and let's bring it into this year. In 2020, we just want things to go back to normal and we struggle so much with how restrictions and changes are lingering around and I'm pointing the finger right here. And we struggle with, with how we thought what would be a few weeks or a few months maybe at the most. It's, it's turned into, it's messed up our entire year and now it's getting into the holidays. What are you doing? And, and we're impatient and frustrated because we're still in the throes of what's been the craziest year of our life. And I think many ways, in many ways we become shaken by these things because we're not focused enough on eternity. Because if we were, this earth junk wouldn't impact us as much. It just wouldn't. And so let me just drop a truth bomb real quick. And, and hopefully those watching online, for those watching online, hopefully uh, that th you can feel some of the impact of this truth bomb watching in, in your living room or wherever. Eternity is a lot longer than this life. You're like, oh, wow. It's a lot longer and it's way more important. And when we realize that, it develops patience and contentment in us. When we realize that, it gives us endurance to keep going. When, when a Christ follower realizes that their citizenship is not on this planet and that we are meant for another reality and another world and, and like our home is not here, like we begin living as a more loving, stable citizen of earth. Like we invest wisely in relationships because we realize relationships last forever. We, we become generous with our resources because we understand generosity impacts eternity. Jesus talked so much, he probably talked about that more than anything. How we give of our money and our resources impacts eternity. Like our goals and motives become pure and honest. We live with integrity and character because it has a bearing on everlasting life. The way we live here has a direct impact on there and there is gonna be a lot longer than here. And, and so let me, let me clear something up on this because I, I think it gets a little bit foggy sometimes how we think about eternity. So hopefully these two, these two statements will really help. It really helps me. Faith in Jesus determines where we spend eternity. It's so important to know this. Like, and for those watching or, or those in the room that maybe you're, you're like, I mean, I, I don't know exactly 
how this brings hope, Anthony, because I'm not sure about Jesus. I'm not sure about eternity or all that. So this, this is so big. For if you're here and you're, you're questioning things, you're not sure about Jesus. Here's the deal. There, there's nothing we can do to earn eternity with God. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. Our our sin has created a separation between us and God that can't be brought back together in our own strength or our own willpower. Faith in Jesus and the sacrifice he made for us, it's the only thing that bridges that gap that makes us worthy of the promise of eternity. Think of it like this. Imagine there's two people standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon. And they're on one side of the Grand Canyon, and and the Grand Canyon represents that separation, that gap between us and God. And on the other side of the Grand Canyon, it's God and heaven and eternity and and all of that. And there's two people standing on this side of the Grand Canyon. And let's say the two people, one of them is my son, Bentley. Uh, he turned seven years old yesterday, by the way. He's missing about seven teeth as well. He has more teeth in that picture than he does now. And, and by the way, if you've seen any social media pictures of Bentley this week, uh, you might have seen some, some, uh, some issues on the left side of his face. It's because he ran into a tree this week. It's been a rough week. He was going for a pass with a football in our yard, and he just ran right into the tree. So we did not abuse him. That's what happened. But uh, so uh, Billy is on, on, on this side of the Grand Canyon, and next to him is a guy named Mike Powell. And you're like, who's Mike Powell? Mike Powell is the world long jump holder. World record holder for long jump. He jumped 29 feet, four and a quarter inches. I think this happened in the 90s. He still holds the record. So Bentley and Mike Powell, they're at the edge of the Grand Canyon on one side, and they've both been given the task, very simple task, jump across the Grand Canyon. Jump all the way over, and and you'll be saved, and and you'll make it, like eternity is a reality for you. Heaven is going to be your home. You're going to make it. Of course, my son Bentley, there's no shot, right? I mean, seven-year-old, although he might try it with his risk-taking, he might go for it, but he has no shot. But Mike Powell, I mean, maybe world record long jump holder, maybe, maybe he's got a shot. Not, not even close, right? The Grand Canyon is 18 miles wide. They will both end up at the, in the bottom of the Grand Canyon at the end of this attempt. See, let, let me introduce you to the ways of God. We can't do it. We can't earn it. We have no chance. No matter how virtuous we are, no matter how much you think you have your act together, if you think you can get right with God by your own actions, or what, like, you have no shot. You simply surrender. He is, God has reached over the Grand Canyon to rescue us. And all you have to do is accept that grace and that love that you don't deserve and accept what Jesus did on the cross. See, faith in Jesus determines where we spend eternity but our lifestyle determines how we spend eternity. And this idea, it's all over the teachings of Jesus, especially in regards to money, as I talked about. And let me just show you how Paul speaks about it. He says in the second letter, he says, and God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. And in his justice, there's that word again, justice, he will also pay back those who persecute you. So I I don't know exactly how this works, but there is a just system of rewards and punishments in eternity. Our lifestyle impacts how we spend eternity. And in understanding this, man, it can bring so much stability. This is a building block that brings stability to our lives. When we understand our short term, our short time here has an impact on there, on eternity, it changes us. 
think, think about it like this. If I told you, you were, let's say you're a teenager, if I told you how you spend the next 24 hours will impact the rest of your life, the next 70 years, and how you love people and, and, and how generous you are and all that, like in these 24 hours, it will impact the rest of your life for the better. Wouldn't you live differently in these 24 hours? Yeah, of course. Multiply that by infinity when it comes to eternity. This is a building block that helps us remain strong in the midst of trouble. And Paul called this church to that eternal perspective over and over and over and over again. He's, Jesus is coming back over and over again. Let me show you just one more place and then we'll move on to the three other building blocks. This is the first letter in chapter four. He says, we tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. There's the promise right there. We will be with the Lord forever. And look at what it says in verse 18. So encourage each other with these words. See, like... We, if you're a follower of Jesus, thinking about eternity, thinking about the, the return of Jesus should be one of the most encouraging things you can think of. It should bring so much encouragement to, think, to have this perspective, so much stability. And look, even with these writings of Paul, there's so much I don't understand about the second coming of Jesus. But here's one thing I do know. We're closer than we've ever been. In the course of human history, we are closer than we've ever been to the return of Jesus to take us home. There's so much I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not in the prediction business. I don't get into that. I'm, in the, I'm on the welcoming committee. I want to take as many people as I can with me. That, I feel like that's my purpose. I don't predict. I'm welcoming. But here's what I do know. We're closer than we've ever been. And that should be so encouraging for those that have built our life on faith, hope, and love to have that eternal perspective. And man, if you have not placed your faith in Jesus, today it can start. And you can have that eternal hope. That is such a key building block to bring stability. Here's the second building block, and we're going to move through these a little quicker, so hang with me. Nudge the person next to you and say, hey, building block two, if they, if they fall asleep. Please God, not people. Second building block, please God, not people. And, and this shows up multiple times in the letters. I'll show you a couple spots. Uh, you would have read this on Tuesday this week if you followed with us. So it says, for we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. And then later on in the, in the letter, he says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. As we've taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. So they have, this is a building block this church had developed. Please God, not people. Pleasing people is one of the shakiest ways to live our lives. Take it from a guy that's tried it and, and figured that out, and, and I'm still wrestling with it. I think 2020 has killed a lot more of it in me. But it, it's, it's still a battle. Like, I think all of us, in some way, we battle this tendency of pleasing God or pleasing people over God. And here, here's a people pleaser is someone that ties their own identity and their own worth into what others think of them. It, it's someone that wavers emotionally based on other people's thoughts and feelings about them. 
They, like, they live their life, if you're a people pleaser, you live your life, your purpose is to gain approval from other people. And, and we live this way because we don't want to lose a relationship or we want, we want everybody to be happy with us, we want everybody to you know, feel okay with us or whatever, and we're, we're constantly shifting who we are. It's such a shaken lifestyle. We shift who we are to fit in. And crazy enough, it usually, what it usually does is the opposite of what we want it to do. It usually causes relationships to not go to the depth they could go because we're not being who we really are to try to please other people. Most of our relationships, if we're a people pleaser, stay shallow and stagnant. God pleasing, think about it, it's total opposite. Because here it is, nothing can change the love and acceptance of God on our lives. Nothing. The pressure's off. You can be exactly who you are with God. And he is gonna be exactly who he is with you. He's gonna tell you exactly where he's at with you. Like, this, that's the relationship we have with God. And, and through that relationship, as our relationship with, with God deepens, our level of trust in God increases, so our desire to live more like God elevates. It's a relationship, right? So, so we live out the ways of following Jesus more because our relationship with God is built in such a way that we want to please him out of our trust because we know God and he knows us. It's God-pleasing. It's a total opposite way of living. And, and this is how great human relationships are built as well, but the thing is with God, he's perfect, totally loving, totally accepting, so we can trust him. It just, it's so, such a stable way, such a stable building block. And here's a simple, practical tool. If, if you're like, man, I know, I know I struggle with this people-pleasing thing, here's a very simple tool to help kill it. Say no. Not every time, not all the time, not like in everything, like no, I'm supposed to say no. No, but we often know, like we know up here when we should say no. When, it's, when something that someone's asking us to do is gonna distract us from what's most important, what's best in our lives, or, or we don't wanna do it, but like, oh, I just wanna please, I don't want them to be upset with me, so I'll do it, you know, people, like say no, and it will begin killing that people-pleasing thing. We wanna be God-pleasers, not people-pleasers. That's a building block. Here's this third building block. Building block number three. Grip truth. Let me show you where I found this. Paul talks about truth several times. I want to focus on this one. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, stand firm, and keep a strong grip on the teaching we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. If I was changing this to today, I would say, revolution, be strong, keep a strong grip on the teaching we pass to you, either in person or online. And here, here's what I want to say. I'll keep this really short. And I'm going to say this with as much humility, but I'm saying this because I believe this. I believe if you tune into a revolution service or if you come to a revolution service in person, you are going to be exposed to about 70 minutes of truth. We're gonna sing truth, we're gonna speak truth, we're gonna hear stories of truth. That's what this is about. But the, see, here's the problem. This is one hour of your week, and the other 167 hours of the week, you are gonna be bombarded, I'm gonna be bombarded by misinformation, too much information, and this year, flat out lies and deceit that are very tricky and hard to notice. See, here, here, here's a problem in our world right now. We'll read one chapter of scripture, of total truth, for every one hour of news that we'll watch. 
That's kind of the, the ratio. Speaking to me too. We will pray five minutes for every five hours of social media scrolling. We, we'll read something or watch something from someone that's very persuasive in how they say it, and, and we'll just like, share or believe and even share what they said because we don't even test the truth out to see if it's really true. It's such a shaky way of living. See, truth is a sturdy, steady building block in our life. And I'm not saying you have to totally flip the script when it comes to like, you gotta pray five hours and scroll five minutes on social media, although if you did that, if you flip that, I think that's gonna bring a lot more stability to your life. But, but I think it's as simple as holding tightly to the, to the truth. Like we have, here's what I mean, we have to see scripture with a much higher standard than we see the words of Tucker Carlson or Chris Cuomo. See how I put both sides in there? Like we have to see scripture with a much higher standard of truth. We have to prioritize this hour, this 70 minutes, because this might be the only full hour where we're exposed to total truth in our week. I mean, I believe that. So my challenge is not just to flip the time we spend on different things. My challenge is when we know it's truth and, and we can be confident scripture is truth, we, we grip that, we hold much tighter to that, and we hold very loosely to many of the other things. That's a building block. And then here's building block number four. I'm gonna put four, two building blocks, it's so important. Pray constantly. This practical word is used more than any other word in the two letters. Eight times, eight chapters, pray. And this is something actually Becky Camalio referenced Wednesday in the video uh, as she was diving into 1 Thessalonians 3. She, she read this verse. It says, night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill the gaps in your faith. Th this is the practical building block that, ch that Paul challenges this unshaken church with more than anything else. So instead of talking about it, we're going to practice it. We're gonna take five minutes of this time we have together and commit it to prayer. And we hope, uh, we hope everybody watching online right now, our hope is that you will take this time with us. Uh, I encourage you, um, if, if you're driving and you can take time, pull over for five minutes right now. If you're in your living room, turn your couch right now into an altar. And I would encourage those in the room, maybe turn this chair, the chair you're in, into an altar in these five minutes. And maybe you need to pray specifically about something <laughs> We gotta, well, I'll just keep going. Maybe you need to pray specifically about something in your life, but we're gonna throw some things on the screen here as well. Maybe this is something that could um, focus your prayers through these this time, and our prayer room's gonna open. We encourage you, if you go back to the prayer room, please wear a mask if you go back there, but people wanna join with you in prayer if you need that, and we'll talk about online how to do that in a moment. But we're just gonna take five minutes right now, then we're gonna focus our hearts and minds on one more truth through song. But uh, let's, let's, let's take some time and pray right now.
bottom of a well Oh, there is nothing braver Than calling out for help Too soon.